Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. So, to start this podcast episode off, I just want to start with my weekly top three. So, kind of like the top three things that happened this week. I got to do a mini little girls trip with my two best friends. It was for one of my best friend's birthday. So it was really good to just be all together and not worry about the world for a moment. And also, my mom bringing me groceries and a coffee for the past couple days. She just shows up at my door with the coffee and some groceries. Also, on that mini little girls trip, I looked good. And it wasn't for anyone else. It was for myself, and that was definitely one of my highlights. I wasn't looking good to impress anyone. I was just trying to look good for myself. So, today we're going to talk about the healing healing process. So, this is something that goes through my mind 24-7 and is a little bit of a piss-off to me, not going to lie to you. And this is why we're learning to love. So, what makes this healing process so freaking hard, in my personal opinion, is two things. I think they're combined into one, but we're going to say it's two things. So, relapsing. Literally, is the most frustrating thing. Because you think you're doing so well. And then it's all gone. And then you're back at square one and you feel like a failure. I'll get more into that in a little bit. And then, you know, you hit rock bottom. Out of nowhere too sometimes. Sometimes you don't even have to relapse to hit rock bottom. Some days you just don't want to try and, you know fix what you broke I'm not saying you broke yourself but it's up to you to put you back together no one's gonna do it for you I spent so fucking long thinking that my stupid boyfriends at the time would put me back together I was constantly in a relationship because I trusted them to put me back together But, you know what? That didn't fucking work for shit. That broke me a lot more than I wanted it to. Maybe we'll do an episode on those. So, why are we talking about this? What makes you think that you can talk about this, Rika? I'm just gonna start this one off with a little trigger warning and a lot of my trigger warnings go for mostly like eating and body image but this one's a little more in depth and is hits a little harsher than like eating disorder triggers for me so what did hitting rock bottom look like for me so in middle school I was a little shit 
I just want to throw that one out, out there before I get started. I constantly felt like no one fucking liked me, and maybe they didn't. Maybe they did. I will never know that. But I was a little fucking shit, and I was going through a real tough time with my family. So, you know, the prime age of 12 years old, I was still going to Amherst and seeing my father. And, you know, I got to see my friends once in a blue fucking moon. That was cool. That was fine, seeing my friends. But, you know, seeing my dad, he wasn't the best. Again, maybe we'll talk about that in a whole different episode. I, long story short, I go to say goodbye to my family in Amherst because if you didn't know, I am from Amherst, Nova Scotia and currently live in Kentville, Nova Scotia. Like, three hours apart. Not too far, but still. My mom didn't drive, so I had to take the bus and because my father's a dick and wouldn't meet us halfway or drive me there. Anyways, I was saying goodbye to my godfather before I said goodbye to my father. And this pushed my dad over the edge. Keep in mind, he got me stung by a fucking hornet. So, didn't want to, you know, say goodbye to him. He had already called the cops because my mom was there. And then, I was saying goodbye to my godfather. Next thing I fucking know, I'm getting blown up on Facebook Messenger. I was 12. About how ungrateful of a daughter I was. And how he can't believe I would do that to him. Again, long story short, disowned me as a daughter. So, fucking middle school little shit me. And then this. I was going through a lot in middle school, and it wasn't just that. There was also, you know, everyone else's so fucking prettier than I am a lot smaller than I was and I was I'd like to think I was kind of tiny but I just you know beauty standards I didn't hit um because I was like you know dyeing my hair these crazy fucking colors was a weirdo and I had a little bit of an attitude problem still do but that's besides the point so me and my mom didn't have the best relationship at this point either which got a lot better later on in life but me and my mom never had the best relationship during those times so I didn't I didn't feel like I had anyone and I was getting in the wrong crowd and I was getting in the crowd real real early on so you know, one day I decided uh, to look up what cutting was because I saw one of my friends talk about it on their, you know, not sure if it was a private story, but you know, they talked about it and I was like, hmm, what's this? I looked it up, looked up what was best for it, and lo and behold, eight years fucking later, 
here we are. We're still, we're still there some days. Some days are worse than others. Some days are better than others. But, there's, it's just a lot. And then, keep in mind, grade 7 me, so this was like a year later, I think. I get called fat as a joke. Little 7th grade Rika didn't take it as a joke. Literally develop disordered eating. I fucking hate calling it an eating disorder. Because I didn't think it was bad enough. To, you know, classify myself into that category. But disordered eating is an eating disorder. You don't have to be 80 pounds and in the hospital to have an eating disorder. And I feel like that's something that's not talked about enough. And it should be. Your fucking disorders and emotions are so valid. And I wish 13 year old me fucking knew this. Fast forward to like grade 9. I was switching from my middle school into like high school. My dad crashed my grade 8 wedding. Gave me $20 and I took my mom out to lunch. Because <laughs> I thought that was going to fix my whole life issues right there. Didn't. It did not. Didn't fix my problems whatsoever. So, going to grade 9. First day of grade 9, I sit outside by myself at lunch eating by myself. Keep in mind my fucking definition of lunch was those Welch's fruit snacks. A bag of those. That was my lunch. (laughs) I used to save all the money that my mom would give me for lunch, tell her I used it, and then go fucking buy myself something. It was so bad. I wish I would have saved it and gave it back to her one day. You know what? Maybe I'll do that one day. So, sat outside by myself. And of course I knew some people. Somehow, by getting a... Knowing someone who was making friends. Shout out to you. You know who you are. You brought me to your friends. And someone threw a chocolate milk container at me. And someone who is my ex-best friend. Bam. There was a friendship between that. She was a very big bitch in that that grade and you know I hung out with her and her other friend they were really rude that year no offense to y'all but y'all were rude as fuck so we're getting a little life story here (laughs) anyways it all ends up making sense in the end I freaking promise you They were really rude, and I was still having a tough time trying to eat. So, at this point, full fucking eating disorder. Um, one day, I don't know what got to me after, you know, being fucking, you know, made fun of enough. I just started throwing up. Non-stop. Can't, can't throw stop throwing up so I miss a month of school 
like it just won't stop keep in mind i broke my thumb like a month before was not doing too hot so i can't stop throwing up my mom hands me gatorade and shit and we're like maybe this will fix the problem a week goes by and i literally still can't stop throwing up whatever i you know try and eat we go to the hospital and at first they're like oh it's gastroenteritis couldn't fucking tell you what that is and then they give me the med script we're good to go we leave um i still can't fucking stop throwing up we go back and they bring in a i don't know what they're called but it's a pediatrician is that what that's called I have no sweet clue. I think one of those. And she does a little mental diagnosis on me and basically tells me it's my anxiety. So, do I fully believe it's my it was my anxiety that entire time? No. Do I believe it was gastroenteritis out of nowhere? No. But I'm not a fucking doctor and don't point to be, so... Fast forward a little bit, she's like, maybe you can go see a therapist. This point in time, we're still self-harming and still have a rocky relationship with everyone in my life. Um, I went through a breakup in grade 9, dated this kid for 5 months. But, you know, went through a breakup, so nothing was permanent in my life at that moment. Every relationship... I had with someone was Rocky. So I go see this damn therapist she wants me to. Freshly in grade 9. 14 years old. 13 maybe. I don't know. And she asked me stuff. Moral of the story. Don't talk to her. And then I never see this girl again because I decided I didn't want to. So, now we're trying to get me back on the bus to go to school. It's not fucking working because of my anxiety. Walk to the bus, halfway to the bus stop, walk back up to my house. I was like this for a couple weeks, and then I finally fucking did it. I went to go see the guidance counselor for my anxiety. Um, found that fidgeting with stuff works best when I'm anxious. So that's what we did. And the guidance counselor was really shitty that year. So, you know, we're going throughout high school. Still, you know, self-harming never stopped. Um, I, After I, you know, stopped letting people walk all over me, I didn't do it in the best way and became really fucking bitchy. So, at this point, didn't really have any real friends. And, you know, was a bitch. Again, got into a relationship. What shit. And then, you know, stayed in and out of relationships until about, you know, I want to say the first lockdown of COVID. That was when I stopped. 
that was when I stopped. So throughout that whole period from like grade six to first lockdown of COVID, still self-harming quite frequently, hitting rock bottom every couple weeks, going out to party even though I don't like getting drunk. I still, to this day, don't like getting drunk and I've only blacked out once and I turned 20 in seven days. I don't like drinking that much, but I did it so people would think I was cool and it made me feel a little... It made me feel something. It didn't make me feel too great because after spending the month and some in the hospital in and out of it, you know, they... Um, diagnosed me with acid reflux. Is that even a diagnosis? I don't know. I just get really bad fucking acid reflux over every single thing in my stomach. So that was lovely. So, I start college. Summer of 2020, I want to, like, incorporate that into this with me starting college. You know, I did graduate high school. One of my proudest moments. Because my mom told me I was never going to graduate high school because I kept putting my all into other people. So, up until that, there was really no healing process. I didn't give enough of a fuck to start a healing process up until summer of 2020. Got into a relationship. Got out of a relationship. Had really fucked up friendships. And then in December of 2020, I decided that I wanted to, you know, just make a little bit of a difference in my life. That didn't mean stop self-fucking-harming because, you know, I fully believe it's an addiction just as, you know, taking pills is and stuff. In my opinion, it's an addiction. I don't have an addictive personality, but that, that's just something else. So, after the bullshit of summer 2020, December of 2020, I started journaling. I started following Lanny B. Fit, and I fully thank her for, you know, making me realize how fucking shitty my life was. And I started journaling. I was dating a really shitty guy at the time, though. I wish I could read you to that one a little bit. Kind of fucked that one up. I wish I could go back and hug that girl. She fucked up real bad. Um. Throughout... We're gonna do a little time travel back. Because I forgot something that, you know, is also quite important to this. Through uh, the... No? No, we're good. Maybe. Somewhere between summer of 2020 and fucking January of 2020. I know the exact date in January, but somewhere between those two months there was two um sexual assaults that went on there 
and um, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it because that's how I am. So I, I kept it down. Only a couple of my close friends knew about it, but they kept blurting it out like it was fucking funny. So, that one stung a little bit. But that happened somewhere between there. And summer 2020 wasn't a blackout for me because I was drinking a lot, but it was because I just went through so much fucking traumatic shit. Um, so we were still, you know, journaling throughout the new year. I started the podcast in February 2021, and I feel okay. February I got out of that fucking stupid toxic relationship and then I stopped the podcast because you know first I'm in my like first year of college and I'm trying to catch up because I'm a big fucking procrastinator and I just stopped doing good for a while and when I was doing good I wasn't self-harming, but when I was doing bad, it just, like, I never stopped. So, I do my co-op, and throughout, like, I, you know, I finished my first year of college, failed marketing. That one hurt a little bit, so I had to take marketing in the spring semester while I was still doing my co-op. But while I was doing my co-op, I don't think I did. I don't think I relapsed. So every time I do it, I make a promise to myself that I'm not going to do it again. And that I just want to get better because I don't deserve this. That's what I said to myself when I first started fucking journaling. You know, um, a year later, I'm still trying to figure out why. So... I don't think within my entire co-op experience I did. Maybe I did and I don't remember. I don't know. It was... Summer 2021 was good. I don't... I didn't relapse a lot and I was the happiest I've ever been. Like... And I was doing good. I think I had about five months of being clean, maybe. Five, six. Um... I end my co-op in October... I have two new best friends. They're still my best friends to this day. November is good. December is where it takes it down a little bit. December 2021 was a little bit of a rough time. This was the month I ended up relapsing. And I, you must believe I was mad. I don't know what fucking set me off that day, but it did. It fucking did. And I felt disappointed, I was angry. A whole bunch of fucking emotions going through me at once. And I didn't feel good. Um, until then I was doing real good with an eating disorder too. I was going to the gym, working out for the right reasons. So... I was mad. January, we also have a little bit of a relapse. 
And y'all are probably thinking, Rika, it's the fucking 13th. I, I understand. I know. <laughs> okay, I do, I do know. And my goal for January was to not... This was going to be the year I'm stopping. And I, I was talking to someone about this, actually. It still can be, but... Within these past couple of days, like the first two weeks of um, the new year, I've relapsed twice. And I'm angry. I am. I'm not going to lie and tell you I'm not, but, you know, some days are worse than others, and it's it just feels like that's all you have. When you feel like you don't have anyone else, you know you have that little fucking piece of metal. And I think that's what makes it so hard for me, is I know I have that one thing because I've had, that's been the only really stable thing throughout the past fucking eight years. Friends come and go. Clearly, my dad left and never came back, but you know, my relationship with my mom got better and then some days are worse and then it's good again. And it's the one thing that just stayed. Some people do it to have control. I did it for control for a long ass time. Could I tell you why I do it anymore? Absolutely not, because I don't know what the reason is. And does this cycle ever fucking end? I really don't know. And as much hell as the past couple years have put me through, I wouldn't change it for the world. I truly believe that the past years have been hell, but they've made me who I am. And right now it feels like I've gone through hell and just have like the tiniest piece of like confidence. Actually, that's a lie. I have a hell of a lot of confidence on a daily, but just to feel okay for one day, for the whole day, damn, it's worth going through hell. And if one day I get to feel this feeling all the time, I know my fucking journey is going to be worth it. So, there was definitely a lot of swearing in this episode, so sorry to who ever doesn't want to hear me swear for 27 minutes but it is what it is and I didn't really know how this episode was gonna go because I had the things I want to talk about um written down and I didn't plan to tell you my whole fucking middle school and high school story but you know I did and I feel like it kind of kind of helped me in a weird twisted way but no matter what stage of the healing process you're in whether you're just starting or you're finally you know feeling like you're healed from all your past or you've just relapsed or you're in the middle like I am of really wanting to change your life 
you're gonna make it. You are going to be the best version of yourself that you can be. No matter how fucking hard it gets. There is absolutely nothing that can stop you except for yourself. So if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. And that's everything I tell myself. If I want it bad enough, I'm going to fucking stop. And sometimes you can't stop a relapse. But one day you will be able to. I've had multiple times where I've just sat with it in my hand. I didn't do anything. Just sat with it in my hand. And then some days I'll hold it in my hand. Do one. And then just throw it out because I know I don't deserve this. That was actually my first relapse of January, though. I don't deserve it, and neither do you. The world's such an unfair place. But that's what makes it so fucking unique. And it really is what makes me want to keep living. Because life has been so unfair to me. But I know one day it's going to be all on my side. Like, I'm going to have the world on my side because it's been so damn unfair to me. I don't know if that's a fucking twisted way to think about it, but that's how I think about it. Anyways, this was a long-ass episode. I think it's my longest one to date. But I just really, really want you guys to know that you deserve to love yourself the way that I love you all so much. Like, if you can't think of a reason to love you, like, love yourself today, just remember that I love you. And that I really hope that you look in the mirror and say, I love myself just like Rika does. I love you for you. And I will talk to you all next time.